0: It's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. We're pleased to be joined once again by Austin Ruschoff. If you're unfamiliar with him, shame on you. He played with the Hartford Wolfpack in the AHL this past season and had eight points in 23 games. Thanks for joining us again, Austin. How are you? Doing good, boys. Good to be back on. <laughs> so how was the, that first season in uh, the AHL with the Wolf Pack?
2: It was good. It was good. It was short, but, you know, take what we can get in a time like this, but... Overall, pretty good. Enjoyed
1: my first year pro. Yeah, I mean, I think this year is obviously different for many reasons, but a lot of guys in the NHL have been talking about, especially rookies, not being able to like kind of hang out with their teammates outside of the rink. Were there any sort of like guidelines they they put on you guys? Like, or was it hard for you to meet teammates or was it not bad? Like how'd that kind of go through?
2: In the beginning, it was a little was tough. You know, we were kind of nervous about breaking the rules. We didn't really want to – some teams got in trouble doing it, and they had to, you know, quarantine for 14 days. We didn't really want to do that. So, for the first part of it, it was kind of iffy, that then we started learning the rules more. So, we were able to, you know, maybe go out and eat on a patio, but you know, we couldn't really hang out as, like, all together as a team, um, which was pretty difficult. But, uh, you, you know, you just hang out with uh, different guys, like, different days. So, overall, you met the team slowly, but – worked out
0: so what was like the protocols for like practice and stuff did they have to like split you guys up or like put like more experienced guys because i know in some some nhl teams like they had to do that minnesota wild had to do something like that spitting chiclets was talking about it on their podcast uh it was actually a pretty funny clip but did they do they split you guys up or in groups or you just practice all together
2: we did at the beginning before the season like actually started we did like uh two groups just we yeah, have more experienced guys first and then the rookies up next and just i don't know it was just like kind of like skill skates until that and we were able to do like inner squad scrimmages before the season and then after once the season started we were able to practice as a full team
0: cool nice so at some point during the season the rangers coaching staff got covid right and chris chris Knoblock, your head coach had to come up and fill in for david quinn so what happened in the meantime for you guys?
2: So what happened for us, we were playing Bridgeport that next day. So we found out the day before that he was going up and with our assistant too. And we were all wondering what was going to happen. So actually the assistant GM for Hartford coached us. And then we had our goalie coach do like the forwards. And then we had uh, Laverty. Who was out with a back injury? Coach our defenseman.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Player coach the defense. Yeah. Oh
2: god, that's amazing. I
1: was gonna say, oh, did wow. they throw a suit on you and put you back there? <laughs>
2: oh man, it was. It, we we just walking around him in a suit was it was hilarious,
0: but it was it was a weird time there. Wow, that's that's nuts. So what what was like? Did Nablock like ha- have a game plan for you guys that he sent down to? The, uh, the assistant GM or how'd that, how that work out? Like, with yeah,
2: we do. So how we would do it was we didn't really, we weren't allowed to watch video like as a whole team. So we had a TeamWorks app where you can send in video and you just watch it. So he had it already set up and everything for that game. He just sent it to us. So you just watch it on your own on the app for like power play PK, if even five on five stuff. So he
0: had it all planned out for
2: those games that he was missing. And I think he only missed like two or three games.
0: Right, because you guys play on the weekends, sort of, right?
2: Yeah, so he only missed like two or three games, which wasn't a huge deal.
0: Gotcha,
1: gotcha. I mean, you mentioned playing against Bridgeport, and you kind of saw the same faces all season long um, <laughs> with Providence and Bridgeport. Do you ever get tired of that?
2: <laughs> yeah, all the time. It was uh, – at the beginning, it was it was pretty normal, but then after like the sixth time you play each other, you're like, holy shit.
1: <laughs> you're hearing like the same chirps from the guys across the bench <laughs> it, it's just the same thing over and over again
2: it's even our guys are saying the same thing to them we're they're saying the same thing to us it's just and then like at the last point it's like all right just you guys gotta come up with something new or <laughs> we do too
0: what was the best chirp you ever heard or that anyone threw out from either side Uh i don't know if
2: i could say it uh, but it was uh i'd say that i'll just give you the best trip on our team was uh Man, definitely wasn't me.
0: <laughs> no.
2: I'd say Paul Thompson for sure was the best guy. Uh, yeah, he, he's quick on his feet with thinking of stuff to say, and he seems like he knows everyone. He's been <laughs> in the league long, so he definitely knew uh, what to say, and, man, was it hilarious.
1: <laughs> so no playoffs either. Like, I mean, you probably played like, playoff series in and of itself just playing these teams over and over again, but – um how was that kind of not having any uh playoffs at the end of the season
2: it was honestly like tough to um almost get fired up for games too like not knowing that there's no playoffs or no fans it was like just like scrimmages almost at the point but uh we actually in our locker room did uh we just did series so like every seven games we just put it up on the board so like it was like we were playing playoffs all all year
0: which that's pretty cool
2: i thought it was pretty smart yeah So we ended up doing, like, just putting up, like, the next seven games and whether we won, and we just keep updating it
0: as it went. So you guys did that as a team?
2: Yeah, so it would be up in our, like, locker room on the board. Um, It would just stay there the entire time.
0: So you don't know if, like, other teams did that? I'm
2: not sure, no. Um, I'm sure they, like, talked about it, like, in the meetings of, like, we're going to play these, like, series, like, you know, maybe five games or three-game series. We did it as best of seven series but we actually had a thing in our locker room that put it up saying like where we were at in the series.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's good. So towards the end of the season, the Rangers got hit by suspension, the injury bug, they were sending some guys out and they called up some players just to name a few, Justin Richards, Morgan Barron, Reuninen came up and Tim Gettinger came up. Were you surprised that you didn't get a call up at the end of the season? Uh, I don't know. Um
2: I don't know what their talks were in the locker room. It would have been nice to get a call up, but you know, I think I'm not really 100 percent ready for the NHL season yet. But uh, I think hopefully in the near future, definitely get that chance called up. But all those guys definitely deserved it, especially you know Baron Baron putting up almost. A, I think he did put up a point a game this season. So I'm surprised he actually didn't get called up earlier in the year.
0: You're surprised he didn't get called up earlier. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's been. Lots of talk on Rangers Twitter amongst the fans. Some people say that they need it. Some people say that we don't. Uh, the need for more size and grit in our bottom six, and of course, I'm hinting at the Tom Wilson situation. Of course, you know what you know what happened with that, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so I want to know, like, what would you have done if you were in that position? Your As system. in, like, if me had-
2: on the ra- if I was on the Rangers in that situation.
0: If you were on the ice at the same time as when that happened, what would you have done?
2: I think I think how the Rangers responded in general um, the next game was how they needed to respond with Smith, you know, attacking and dropping them right away with, with them and, you know, how they did it on the faceoff, just kind of showing that they're not going to get pushed around. I think on the ice doing that, I, I think they did what they could have done in that situation. The ref kind of broke it up as soon as he did kind of slam Panarin down, which is probably crossing the line just a little bit. But, you know, I think how they did it was how it should have been done. Um, so, you know, Smitty dropped, you know, dropping right on him. So that's pretty, uh, pretty smart by them, I think.
0: Tom Wilson's uh, like a one of a kind player in the NHL. Not many people can take him and, the one the one player like Jara that could go after him, he's on his team. <laughs> right. Uh he and there's been instances where people have tried to go after him that you he knows like he'll probably not do well in the fight with him because they're like big, uh, and he'll just shy away from the fight. Well, so. I think
1: Reeves dropped him a couple times.
2: I think so, yeah. In the Stanley cup finals they did when he was uh when they were there. I, I mean I think Wilson's smart with with who he fights and everything, which is was good on him, and I think, I mean, he does his job. Obviously, I mean, he he's pissing not his job's to piss off everyone, and obviously, a lot of people hate him. So,
0: right, yeah, a lot of people say like everyone would die to have Tom Wilson on their team, and it's true because he's a very unique player, twenty goal scorer that you know not afraid to lay the body and make dangerous hits and fight and stuff. It's a dying player in the NHL.
2: Yeah. For sure. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he, he's got it all. He's got the physicality. He's got the goal scoring. He's got, you know, the skills and I mean, he's playing like first second line minutes and doing what a bottom six guy would do as well.
0: Well, I mean, he was because Rick Boston, they got kicked out of the first round. So. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if he, if he got suspended after that, I, I don't think the Rangers needed to come back like that. Um, but it's just like the way that the NHL wanted to handle it, I guess, and the Rangers had to take it in their own hands. Um, so if, if, if they were mad about what happened, then I guess I, I don't know, like even that Bucinevich suspension, I think it was warranted. Like he definitely cross-checked him in the face <laughs> and he shouldn't have. But so, like things like that are gonna happen if you don't like police your players well enough, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And they always talk about the game police itself, and as a prime example right there of you know, dropping the, you know, line raw off the star, then jumping, you know, Wilson. I mean, it's it's going to police itself whether the, you know, player safety does what they do or not. So um, yeah, if they don't do true. it, then the players are going to do it. If safety does it, then the players don't have to. So it's it's going to do it itself.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. So uh, all this physical talk. Uh, what are you doing in this offseason? Beach or anything, or, or are you back to work? I'm. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, started working out now.
2: Um, probably skating a few few weeks and just get slowly back into it. It's pretty much for me just uh, working out and then golfing. But that's uh, pretty much okay. it.
0: Oh. So I I don't I don't follow golf at all, but I know like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are doing something right now. Yeah, I I just saw that today. You follow it? You watch golf? I watched
2: the first one. The first one was with Tiger Woods. Yeah, I think it was a uh, Peyton Manning, and then Nicholson and Brady. That was I watched that last summer. It was pretty funny. They all mic him up, so I'm just excited to see what Bryce and DeChambeau has to so. say.
0: <laughs> Do you watch? Do uh, so you, you uh, stay up to date with the playoff hockey?
2: Not really. Um,
0: really? Okay.
2: I watch it here and there if it's on. I'll turn it on and watch it for a bit. I, you know, I'm from St. Louis, so I watch the Blues for a bit. They, you know, they Colorado's just gross, so they ran into that. So I watch like some of that, but then after after pretty much the Rangers are out and so sort are of St. Louis. I, I don't know. I guess not really up to date on them now.
0: Right, because it's not your teams. I got you. right. So do you think Colorado's winning the cup?
2: They look, they look pretty damn good. Uh, I would say that. I hope the Leafs. I I would like to see the Leafs kind of go far. Me
1: too. Um, I said that too. But
2: we'll see. We'll see how they do. I'd like to see a Canadian team win it. Honestly. Yeah, it's been. been
1: I I mean, hopes for Edmonton are gone.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I'm surprised Edmonton too. They got the two leading scorers, and they get. Yeah, just right out of the first round.
1: <laughs> Did you see that segment, uh, Smith put out? Uh, Stephen A. Smith, he was like, Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> oh, he doesn't funny. know much
2: about hockey, but he can make it really interesting. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he makes anything interesting to be honest with his rants. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I think, I think, um, McDavid might be getting a little pissed off in Edmonton, but we'll, we'll have to see. There's, I, we keep talking to each other, like off the podcast, Kiriakos and I, about like, like, bro. Imagine if McDavid asked for a trade, and he's like, "No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen." What do you think? Do you think do you think McDavid could ever ask for a trade?
2: He, I, I can see it if it's the same thing for the next like maybe four or five years. I don't see him doing it now. He doesn't seem like that type of guy to betray a team, and but I could see it maybe toward the end of his contract. If if nothing if everything's the same and nothing's going for him, I could see maybe him and his agent having that talk.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I were him, obviously you would want to win in Edmonton. Like everyone's calling you like the next Gretzky. Like yeah, like Edmonton, like that would be sick.
2: Yeah, you'd be you'd, you'd be alongside Gretzky if you won the cup there. Right. How many years does he have on his contract? Does he signed a what? He signed a ten year.
0: I'm going to look it up right now. It's, it's a large cap hit. So it's asking for. It was an eight year contract. Uh, he's currently, he's, it says he's going to be a free agent in 2026.
2: Jeez.
0: So that's four years. Yeah, again, like four years from now. Yeah, four
2: or five years. Oh, uh, well, maybe yeah. he
0: could just refuse to sign in four or five years and just, you know, sign with the Rangers, hopefully. <laughs>
2: That'd be sweet. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we'll have, um, we'll have McDavid, Eichel, and Panarin.
2: Oh, <laughs> what a line that!
0: <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: what what a line that'd be.
0: If if we don't win the cup, if we, the Rangers don't win the cup at all, then like James Dolan needs to sell the, team. I, I don't <laughs> sell the team.
1: Is there any talk about like management, like amongst you guys? Like, are you like connected with that at all? Like with the with the firings? Like, did you hear about it before it happened? Like, do you know? things that go on
2: not not really I mean we we hear about it quickly because obviously you know we're in the rink all the time so they trainers here the coaches here and everything so yeah we didn't hear it like before you you I don't know when you guys heard it I you know we have NHL network on in our locker room so we heard it from there the next day so probably the same when everyone else does
0: so it it didn't really affect you guys as much because not anyone was fired from the age AH, like the AHL. It was just that Drury, who was the GM of Hartford and assistant general manager for the Rangers, he got promoted to president and GM of the Rangers. So,
2: yeah,
0: okay. so it wasn't really much of a difference for you guys. Yeah, so he was yeah
2: because he, he was he was at our last game, so he talked to us after the game and just was happy that we were able to finish our season without any COVID cases. And then. They were playing Boston, so he drove right up to Boston. So I'm sure he's a busy, busy man right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's definitely busy. What can you tell us about him though? This is, this will be an interesting question. Like, how was he as a GM for, for Hartford? Did he like come down, talk to you guys frequently and stuff?
2: He wasn't out much. Um, he was mainly up in uh, in New York, but he also came to a lot of games. I do remember, you know, you see those guys all the time in the stands because there's no fans. So he, he came down to watch a lot of our games. But he's an unreal guy, you know. Talking to him before I signed and even right after I signed, you know, he helps a lot of the guys for summer plans and was able to help me come to New York for the summer last summer to work out, which was super cool. And always making catching up on the guys, uh, making sure that one we were being safe with COVID and making sure we didn't have COVID. So he was giving the guys a call all the time. But overall, just a really good guy. He's gonna do really well as a GM.
0: Yeah, we feel the same way, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I met I met him one time. I was at a tournament in Connecticut. I think it was at Chelsea Pierce rank in Connecticut. I don't know if you know it. And it, I think it was like some sort of tournament that he was involved in somehow. And I was a peewee at this time. Like I was, but I, I had like a really big growth spurt that year. So I was like huge and I was like outside filling my water bottle. And he like walks out to me. He's like, how old are you? I was like, Oh, like I'm playing Bantam right now. He's was like, Holy crap. Like what are they feeding these kids? And just like walked <laughs> away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds yeah. That sounds like him.
1: <laughs> great story. Great story. How t- how tall are you, Kiriakos? Well, I'm I'm six one, but at the time I was I, I honestly might have not been that much shorter, to be honest with you, because I, I was a pretty big Pee-wee, but
0: no match for Rushov. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That's. Do you have anything else to add, Kiriakos? No. <laughs> what about you, Austin. Anything else you want to say? Or- no, nothing
2: else. I mean just good having being back on the
0: podcast yeah uh we're thinking, we're thinking of uh you know making up a shirt or something like that and and selling it we might send you one we'll we'll have to let you know about that we because i got i got a boys in blue shirt i gotta show off oh, right oh that
2: one right there oh that is nice i like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, showing the back <laughs> it says the boys in blue on the back it's a
2: good it's a good design i like the back
0: yeah, so we'll we'll have to we'll have to see about that. Maybe maybe if uh you know more more people start listening, we'll we'll start pumping out the shirts or something like that. I yeah, to- absolutely. Yeah, that'd be really good. That logo, the the logo that we have for it with the Statue of Liberty is great. Love that. Yeah,
2: I love that logo. Love that logo so much.
0: You have Kiriakos to thank for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us. It was great. Again, you're always welcome to come on. Uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll, see, we'll see you guys next time Thanks everyone for tuning in Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info By visiting boysandblue94.com And our Instagram at theboysandblue94 See you all next time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know